genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name, as always, is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as always, with Sean Petit. What up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Byte. hey As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to spoil them for you. I'm going to give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything you might need to skip. Today's top story is Batman Urban Legends number one by the entirety of DC Comics. <laughs> it's pretty close, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about the specifics when we get to it. Yeah, there's just uh, it's a lot of names. A lot I, of great names, too. I do like, love that I posted on all the socials, like, hey, we already figured out what our top story is, like, on Wednesday night, and, like, had people guess. No one guessed this one. Yeah. There Surprise. Were some good, there were some good guesses, uh, and I'm going to say they were not all, they were not wrong, because all the other books they guessed were fantastic. And they're all books we're going to talk about. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah. surprise, it's Batman again. <laughs> yeah, we were also, we were just as surprised as you. Yeah, we're a Batman <laughs> podcast now. We can't help it. Um, sorry, John and Niall. There's another Batman podcast in the world. We're coming for you. So, uh, so yeah, how is everybody? How we doing? We all right? Everyone okay? You Survive. taking your vitamins? I'm taking my Zoloft. I'm taking like all the vitamins. <laughs> I'm doing it all. I had some cake earlier. Does Ooh. that count? I mean, that that's got counts. like eggs in it and stuff. That's got to yeah, count. Uh, vitamins something. are where so- your heart are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like home, but just, you know, for whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you know, surviving. I had so many anxiety nightmares last night, like specifically about people coming into the shop without wearing masks. <laughs> And like, and then the, 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 I'll just tell you the whole dream. Humble brag. You got to sleep last night. (laughs) Wow. Barely, barely. But like the first, the first anxiety nightmare was a, but like multiple people came in the shop, not wearing masks. And then I kicked them out and they didn't leave all the way. They just like stayed right inside the door. And then I started like passive aggressively talking crap on them. And to my coworkers, which is like, look at these fucking idiots. They don't know that there's only one rule in the world for the past year. And then, <laughs> and then my boss got mad at me for some reason, which is how I know it was a dream because he would have been on board for the shit talking. <laughs> um, and then another guy came in without a mask and I'm like, yo, get the fuck out. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah hold on. And then I, he goes out of sight. And then the next time I see him, he's taking his shit in our trash can. And then, and then what? for whatever, then for whatever reason, he has a baby, and he leaves the baby, and then the dream turns into one of those dreams where I can't punch because I tried to punch him and I couldn't, and I was oh, like, "This I hate is just the worst." That was like the a, worst things. It was like the a sleep whole... paralysis kicks in, and you can't move. <laughs> that was like a whole episode of a sitcom condensed into. Yeah, a I had a whole dream. curb your enthusiasm yeah. bit. Like it was really bad. Um, and but that wasn't even the only anxiety nightmare. The next one involved me going to my friend's like hair salon, and I like love them dearly. And they were like, I my mask kept falling off, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't. And then like I I locked up my bike inside their shop, and it pissed everyone off. And then like my music taste pissed everyone off, and I, it was just one of those like your you your pants fell down in school. Yeah kind of dreams where i'm just like oh, sure. oh all the cool kids hate me and i don't know what was going on man this is not this is not I, a good time i still have stress dreams from when i was a projectionist like 10 years ago whoa that That's that job good. fucked me up yeah in a lot of ways <laughs> i've noticed that in dream i don't 
dream myself to have a mask. And then I have a moment in the dream, like, fuck, why am I not wearing a mask in public? Yeah, I feel like yeah. all of my dreams involve the fact that COVID exists. Like, yeah. now, it's insane. Uh, I've had no uh, pandemic good. dreams. Yeah, congratulations, because all I of mine do. haven't slept in a year. <laughs> right, yeah, well, I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I'm actually, I'm operating on about 20 minutes of sleep. Um, Woo, New world record. Yeah, right? Like, I, uh, I, I just had really bad stomach um, spasms last night. I get those sometimes. but. Fun game for our Patreon subscribers. Try to guess which episode of the upcoming season of Dueling Genre Versus I recorded while having searing stomach pain. Mm, <laughs> and that's a fun hint, game. some of us from the show are also <laughs> in that episode. That's not too big of a hint. You guys are on like every episode of that Exactly, season. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're on at least three. I, you and me are both on three. I think RJ's only yeah, on one. So you got some, got some sleuthing to do, guys. Yeah. yeah also, so I'm a go. Little... I, that's a good plug for you know if you join our Patreon, you get the Patreon exclusive dueling genre versus uh, where Batman or where Batman where Adam hosts the season where we talk about Batman the animated series. I, mean, yeah, right I don't know if we can get. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's out in the world. Am yet, I allowed to talk about now. that? All I right. Mean, cool. It, it it comes out a, like a week or two after where this episode drops. So cool. whatever, Scott. Come on, let's go. I dropped I dropped the knowledge. There it is. There it is. Sneak um, peek. Don't actually tell everybody. Yeah, tell, tell everyone. Tell everybody. Everybody. Join our tell Patreon. Everybody. And also, if you're a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, that was their first uh, season of Dueling, Dueling Genre Versus. So, you know, you, can, you got some stuff to look forward to if you join our Patreon from that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's... Look at Casey paying the bills. You know, God, somebody's got to. Hey, man, I, 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 pitching the Patreon right on the jump. We got to do pitch it. Pitching the Patreon. Well, you know, when it's a seamless transition, you can't ignore the seamless yeah. transition. Yeah. You got to jump uh, on that transition. Everyone knows that. You got to yeah, take exactly. the rebound. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> Bring it but up yeah, to no, the I, it's, it's been really fun uh, to just have an excuse to go back and watch all those old uh, episodes of Batman. And uh, now I'm really glad I don't have to do any more episodes because it was <laughs> having two podcasts is too much for me, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, we'll try having three. Oh, yeah. No, no, thank you. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm in the <laughs> I'm okay. I don't, I don't I'm like good. it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm actually quitting right now. <laughs> you guys <laughs> See you. Well, we had fun. We had fun talking about Oh, we had a great time. Hands. I just, yeah, it's, it's literally just like the dread of having plans right up until the plans happen. And then I love it. It's exactly yeah, like it's, it, it's exactly like having the real world plans when there isn't a pandemic. The, um, the, the funny thing about being a podcaster is like everybody else in the world, I feel like gets to live a whole year of their life without having to like say yes to plans. Mm -hmm. And we're constantly <laughs> we're just making plans. more. We're just yeah. making so many more plans. Yeah. Uh, so. Honestly, though, this is the only thing that's kept me sane. That and Zoloft. So. You know. I mean, I'm just glad that this is a year where I don't have a social life because it would be seriously uh, in jeopardy. <laughs> uh, yeah, as if you had a social life. I'm just kidding. That's, wow. That's hey. me. Ouch. So anyway, after we talked about how much we hate this, uh, what about comics? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a comic. I do, I do oh, not do hate you? comics. This is I do. I do. Sean. I'll let it be known. I'm going to state it right now. If y'all listen frequently, I call dibs. And Casey's still going to take yeah, it. Yeah, so Casey stole all the dibs from everybody. She violated dibs, so... I'm sorry. Do you guys have any Doesn't other... Matter. I call dibs. Doesn't matter. How many, I don't care. How many Grant Morrison portraits do you have on your wall? Because I'm looking at one right here. Um, how many how of those many, did you call dibs on, Casey? How many dibs do I have? Because I have one You were just you reading none. the list further ahead than I how was. You're one of those, you're one of those people who sits in the front seat after someone else called Shotgun. 
Yeah. I'm just saying I only have two personality traits, and it is Grant Morrison and, and Dibs Breaker. And <laughs> being a Dibs Breaker. <laughs> if I can't talk about high magic and spooky ghost books, I don't I don't know what you want from me. That's yeah. that's all I want in my life. This is another one of those weeks where our, our friendships barely survive the, <laughs> the, the who who gets to talk about what. But book also there's just the too many good books this hey, week. I find, so we should lot. we should actually start. I find you <laughs> I find you you avoid a lot of conflict if you actually read more books. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah, true. Everything we read this week, we liked. Every single thing we... Yeah, there are like so many things that aren't making lists simply for time, which is such yeah. a bummer. Um, but yeah, so I have mm-hmm. Proctor Valley Road number one by the Grant Morrison, also by Alex Child, Naomi Franquiz, and Tamara Bonvillain. The one and only Tamara. The one and only Tamara Bonvillain. Uh, yeah, so this book is fucking amazing. Uh, essentially... The elevator pitch here, it is a bunch of hippies trying to make some money to go to the Janis Joplin concert, mm-hmm. and they're, it's, it's like all these like badass chicks, and like the one chick's plan is like, oh, there's all those like spooky ghost stories about uh, Proctor Valley Road, let's do ghost tours, and so they manage to dupe a bunch of dudes into going on their like spooky ghost tour, and it's literally just them like telling ghost stories, and then uh, they get got. By some ghosts. Uh, Whoops! Well, turns would, out that I would, tour. What call these ghosts? Uh, um, cryptids. D- yeah, d- demon cryptids. Uh, demons and or cryptids. I am skinwalkers. That's that was where my brain went with skinwalkers, especially because the person telling the story is the indigenous girl. Um, yeah. And it, this appears to be somewhere in the desert. So I am getting some very serious skinwalker vibes from this one. Um, but yeah, so to d- dive a little bit deeper into the plot, um, yeah, essentially it starts out with a really cool panel of like a car flipping over, dude, and like essentially later on we're told that the story was like this one weird drifter guy uh, was the only surviving member of, of like a massacre out on the road, but like there's no other evidence that it existed. Yeah, this was like the the legend of Proctor Valley Road. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know, chapter one, Janice, jo- Janice Joplin started it <laughs> and, uh, we're introduced to like the two of the main characters and they're just like ch- stealing sunglasses and trying to like pay for stuff with songs, like classic hippies. It's really, there's some really great characterization going on. Well, they're just yeah. trying to steal sunglasses so they can sell them so they can go to Janice Joplin. So, yeah. So they can make $8 to go to the Janice Joplin concert, <laughs> which by the way, wow, <laughs> only $8. Unbelievable. Um, and then we're introduced to the next uh, character who was trying to make money by um, uh, doing yard work. <laughs> doing yard work. Yeah. And essentially, you know, she's she's black, and the uh, the person who owns the house was like basically like, "Girl, you're not gonna be no astronaut. You're not going to space. They don't let girls do that, let alone girls like you." And she, she wow. just goes, she just goes death to tyrants motherfucker and then flips her off like puts her fist in the air and then flips her off and says here's your fucking broom and i was just like uh that yeah like can you can you have a better vibe in a book honestly (laughs) good lord so good and then the very next scene is uh they're all going to the carnival and that chick's brother is uh is like doing one of the carnival games where he's like shooting like a bb gun and uh a bunch of like asshole jocks come up and they're like Oh, this guy'll shoot at jars, but he won't shoot. I'm excuse me. I'm gonna just quote the book here. Uh, mm. he won't okay. do that in Vietnam. We could say. Yeah, he he uses a pejorative um for Vietnam. Yeah. 
Good call. People, Vietnamese people. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, want. I don't, I don't want that word around. I don't know, but like the way he, the way he retorts is, uh, "Me, what's my beef with blank? Uh, last time I checked, they're not the ones doing the name calling or slave trading or stringing up brothers from trees. So you can peacock and tub up all you fellas like. But how are you gonna feel when the greetings telegram turns up in the mail to say you've just been signed up to die in a jungle you can't even find on the map? Like, <laughs> damn." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's some dude, great clapbacks. Yeah, it's a very incredible. Yeah, this dude clapback. ain't taking shit, and also like my man definitely wants to fight somebody. Yeah, and then especially they call him a communist, and it's yeah. just amazing. Yeah, especially racist white dudes. Oh this dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's ready to fight somebody. Oh my god, and then, yeah, there's there's a definite theme of uh the draft going on throughout all this because yeah. um at the very end of the book, the the guys that I mentioned earlier who went on the ghost tour uh turns out. Not only are they missing by the end of this, they also got their draft cards. So, so the, they think these, they might be draft these, dodgers. Yeah, these yeah, girls yeah. are under investigation because now they think that they helped them escape across the border. Mm-hmm. Well, now they got and drafted not, you know, by the cryptids. They're in the <laughs> right. cryptid army now. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're all werewolves. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically the whole reason they even went was like they were just trying to get laid before they went to Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. So so part of it was, yeah, like the, the main chick concocts the scheme to come up with like, oh, yeah, we're going to make some money by like selling ghost tours. $5 a pop. Let's go. And then they convince these dudes to go. And the dudes are like, wait, this is real? You were, we're not just going to get laid? Like, are you serious right now? <laughs> yeah, they just wanted some boob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and so they get pissed and they like wander off. But um, the story that the indigenous girls tells is specifically about um, the demon car whose eerie lights can sometimes be glimpsed in the rearview mirror as you flee in terror. The bull tangled up in chains and bells. It's dragged all the way from hell where it's general or something in Devil's Army. I like that she's like, or something. Uh, walking <laughs> nightmares like the coyote that goes on two legs, not four. Very skinwalker also yes. on that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, clearly some kind of evil cryptids, and then they're like, wait, what? No, God, this is stupid. So they, they just walk off into the darkness, and the, the girls are like, um, it's really far. Do you want to go, you want to leave? Because, like, uh, all right, well, I guess then, we get- Yeah, like, then her yeah. flashlight dies. And then like, her flashlight dies. And she has, out. she has a legitimate, like, paranoia of the dark, like, not yeah. just a fear, so, like, it's like Same. a clinical- con- <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. a clinical condition. So I felt well, very thing, seen in that moment. Well, the thing that oh, she yeah. basically says is like, you guys know me. I have this condition. I change the batteries in this every day, yeah. so I won't run yeah, out. She has nyctophobia. Just- yeah, mm-hmm. and they just run out, so something fucking bad is happening. Mm-hmm. We need to and then, go. And then as they're, you know, sitting in the dark, we get a bunch of panel- panels of like, what? stop holding my hand so tight. Like, wait, no. You're all the way over there. How's she also holding my hand? Who's holding my And they're like, wait. You don't have three hands. hands. And then she's like, I'm not holding anyone's hand. And then it's like, we are. And then then it just cuts to them like driving away. And then it cuts to uh, lots of handprints all over their van. Also, all of the the cryptids that um, the one girl mentioned turn out to be real so oh, like, yeah those those are all uh, the ones yeah. that murder the hell out of those I, either <laughs> either those are legends that she was telling that were actually real or she just summoned them somehow i think it's, uh i think th- it might be could be both tulpas i'm gonna say definitely tulpas definitely cryptids here we go De- yeah i mean this is written by grant morrison you the guys, only kind of, of crypto i care about is cryptozoology let's be fair <laughs> fair enough <laughs> yeah, no, no cryptocurrency on this podcast. Only cryptozoology. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, I am really psyched because here's the other thing. This is the most accessible Grant Morrison, especially creator-owned. Um, this is the yeah. most accessible Grant Morrison first issue I, I've encountered because like Nameless, you need like a dissertation to understand Nameless. And that's why it's great. Like I'm not, this is not a criticism. It is definitely just it's, a like- It's an explanation. It is for, <laughs> it is for the entrenched is what I'm saying. This book is very- very accessible to just like anyone who wants to read a cool spooky yeah, horror story great, but i am story. sure it is going to go very bonkers very soon and i cannot wait um, yeah you can only hold it on the rails for so long when grant morrison's writing oh a comic. yeah it's, and also it's, like it's they're go definitely gonna do some peyote in the desert like come on they're hippies well, they still gotta get to the janice show so yeah yeah they're, they're for sure gonna do some lsd and some yeah. peyote it's, yeah janice joplin sure. is just a krypton no. Get to the cosmic. <laughs> she's um, the one. She, yeah. she's. <laughs> I mean, she did start it all, so right, exactly, go. perfect. Yeah, but this, I loved this issue. Like, this is this would have been, you know, even even if not having Grant Morrison on the masthead, I would have loved this issue. But knowing where it's gonna go magically, I'm very <laughs> excited. <laughs> well, speaking of ghost tours. Yeah, speaking yes. of haunted things. Uh, X Factor number eight by Leah Williams, David Baldian, and Israel Silva. <laughs> Whoops, the boneyard's haunted. <laughs> Whoopsie do. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> we, we let the ghost. In. I just love that o- that was Oops, all ghosts. That was the uh <laughs> yeah. that was the like uh blurb for the issue was uh Whoops, the boneyard's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a really good pale of eye boy after everyone gets resurrected. He's just like, hi, welcome back. The boneyard's haunted. Boneyard's haunted. <laughs> oh, so like much- they're not even out of the goop yet. <laughs> the goop. So much great eye boy, but a lot of really great like splash pages with eye boy. Oh, oh man. So much. Yeah. This, issue this issue is gorgeous. Was unsettling. And creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was creepy. So it starts... Uh, with uh, Northstar calling in Aurora from last issue, and uh, they're like watching a terrible movie. Um, also, pause for a second there. Are they watching The Crows Have Eyes 3? I thought it was The Birds. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was The Birds. Are you going mm. with your shit? But. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, ni- I am neither... talking about a movie that doesn't exist. Yeah, um, okay. That's a fictional movie from Schitt's Creek. Uh, but I just. <laughs> North Star is talking about, like, a terrible. He wants to watch a terrible movie. So I was like, well, they they could, it could be Birdemic. Fucking uh, it probably was Birdemic. Because I was like, also, Hitchcock isn't a, isn't bad. Like, come I on, mean, guys. That's why I wanted it to be the Crow's I mean, of, three. I mean, of all the Hitchcock, the, Birds, the crow name. Birds is pretty shitty compared to a lot of Hitchcock. I mean, oh, come on. Only because he abused the actress. Uh, threw live birds at her. Anyway. I, and the movie's not as good as, like, any of the other ones. Anyway. Yeah, there's plenty of better Hitchcock movies. Right. This is a weird this is a weird tangent. Anyway, um yeah. so yeah. uh iBoy gets Amazing Baby because Amazing Baby like won't settle down in Rachel's room and she's like, He seems to want to go with you. I don't know what's going on. And iBoy's like, It's okay, I, I see it too. So Amazing Baby can sense like something's wrong and iBoy yeah. can like see so I boys freaking the fuck right. out. There's th- yeah. This whole issue is full of um, panels and pages of iBoy's power that we kind of saw in the beginning where he like read people's moods and like different mm-hmm. like um, the, his tiny secrets, like all the, all the different <laughs> things he could see. But yeah. this issue, it explodes that. Like it's all the whole 
whole pages are covered in these circles of things he can see. And um, it, he can see ghosts. And they start, well, he can he see like everything. People. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he, can, so he's like, gets into bed and it, the circles kind of start like imploding on him, like, uh, like, you know, narrowing and getting closer and like suffocating him. And, um, he, he's like, if I can't see you, I can't help you. I don't know what's going on. And he's like, he's like screaming for help. And Dakin like rips the blanket off of him and is like, you know how, uh, how, like much your fear is going off right now yeah. he's like do you understand how loud your fear is i can s- it woke me up the smell of your fear woke me up he gave him a bad dream and then ivory hugs him immediately he's like something's wrong there was this little detail i noticed about iboy that made me love him even more that he wears crocs and has little eyes that peek out of each of the yeah. holes in his crocs oh yeah no we i thought we talked about that in a previous we issue that? well the, yeah, the first so issue has him that that's one of the like the spoiler pages was like him putting putting the stuff in the crocs um. <laughs> but uh yeah so everyone uh Aurora and Northstar and Polaris and Rachel die um, because the Morgan is now in the Boneyard and Dakin kind of like figures out that he got, you know, his his memory messed with and Dakin gets his head cut off. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because he's just like... Oh, okay, yeah, I see. I see what has. All right, I'll distract her because they realize like if they all die, then they have to... Do the work right, yeah. piece it all together to figure again. it out because there yeah. there will not be a, a backup in the time yeah. that they realize that it's the board. So, they so like let, at least some of them have to escape. They need to let Prodigy create a like a uh, report for yeah. um, all the evidence. So, it's in, it's so in the, Dakin it's in sacrifices. It's in the report. Yeah. So Dakin sacrifices himself to let them live. And like sacrifice himself, he does. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure does. You see yeah. his head wow. plop down on the floor. <laughs> There's also these cool like dream panels of. Of um him thinking about uh his time with Aurora and it's like a nightmare and they like start spiraling, um and she like murders him in his dream. Um, yeah, it's all because of Eye Boy's fear, I'm getting all right. Yeah, dream. yeah. <laughs> so they so they resurrect, and Eye Boy's there to greet them. And uh, welcome back, Bunyard Taunted. <laughs> Prodigy's like, here we have a report for you. <laughs> and then uh Northstar has this good moment with um his his husband where he's like kiss your kiss your gooey husband. He's like what do you And then I guess Northstar's never died before, so um his husband's like, you know, is this the real you? And it's like kind of like having a a freak out like that. And he's like, "No, it's fine. It's just, you know, kiss me." He's like, "You're all gooey." <laughs> um and then Xavier is like we so we need to send people to help you. And it's like, no, we we got this. It's fine. Polaris is just <laughs> pissed because she died in her sleep and didn't even yeah, get a chance so to mad. fight back. Yeah. She's like, do not tell my dad I am embarrassed <laughs> enough. And then they're like, no, we're we we do not need any help. X Factor take their care of this ourselves. And Xavier mentions the zombies and they're like, Zombies? What? And Prodigy's like, if I have to mention that it's in the report one more goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> So oh. then there's these cool pages of them going back to the boneyard, this like huge colossal Morgan outside, uh, 
like a some kind of giant like specter beast um tentacle yeah. demon right yeah cool. and uh so there's these awesome pages of uh north star kind of dividing uh the team up into specific tasks and them taking down the uh the morgan um and polaris ends up using uh like a a body that i i think uh, is like one of um uh siren's like dead bodies and uh yeah, dis- yeah she used a decoy corpse right and it distracts mm-hmm. the morgan it's like what is this and it's like oh i used your own uh bodies against Victims. you yeah <laughs> and they uh so there's this like really cool page of polaris kind of destroying the body of the morgan and rachel destroying um its psyche and like their dual powers and it's it's really cool yeah um, it's a really good there's really so good. many good like page layouts yeah. in this issue uh yeah. but then the ending is them kind of uh pushing the morgan back and terry is uh free for a moment but she's like you know you have to help me the uh i can feel it coming back and then north star is like you need to tell us what deal you made and what's going on so that's how the issue ends it fucking wild so good (laughs) i'm sorry did you say zombies there was also a really good part with uh with polaris like taking out the zombies in the boneyard and the like the where they have all the like the the body farm going and she's like, it's fine. These are just regular zombies. I handled it like off panel. She handled it. Yeah. And then, and then like Dakin is in there and he's just like, ah, these zombies are not quite as normal. And one of the zombies is headless Dakin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Aurora, that, it's like good way to take out, you know, new relationship uh, quibbles is to just beat up your boyfriend's zombie form. <laughs> then we get to the, the the best data page of all time, where Xavier emails North Star, ah! and he's like, "Keep us to." Div- it's like, "Congratulations on clearing the boneyard. Keep us updated on uh, developments developments of Ivor's power. It seems like it, it's growing." And then North Star replies, "No." <laughs> I laughed. No, fuck you. <laughs> I laughed so long at that. It killed me. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. But he's oh, our precious yeah. boy, and he's ours. It's true. Fuck you. It's like nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know that he has a, a loving support system. It's true. Oh yeah. my god, for sure. <laughs> Who wouldn't love? Because we way? need to protect him at all costs. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. But speaking of X Men, speaking of young X Men, no. we and finally babies that will protect at all costs. Finally, got <laughs> Children of the Atom. Yay. The long-awaited Yay, Children of the it. Atom by uh, Vita Ayala, Bernard Chang, and Marcelo Maiolo. So um, we we got some sample pages of this a while back, or a few weeks ago, I guess. And I was just so unclear as to what this was about. Like, I didn't know if this was some distant future where we had, like, the Children of the X-Men or what. But apparently it's the present time. I also, um, when we got the preview pages originally, I thought it was the chimeras that uh, Sinister was doing in the Powers of Ten. Oh, that was that was my first thought, but we've that's so far removed now. I'm not sure if that is still a thing. Hmm. I'm not sure if that that is still possible. It could be that, mm-hmm. um, you know, given the end of the book, uh, the mystery there. So, but we get we get some we get a, a group of high school kids that have uh, mutant abilities that are very similar to other X-Men. Like, we've got a Cyclops type, we've got an angel 
type. <laughs> we have a teleporter <laughs> named Daycrawler. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to say their names. They're they're some pretty spectacular names. Um, yeah, because the angel type is what cherub. Right? Cher- cherub. cherub and Cyclops uh, is Cyclops last. It's like it's a bit on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Marvel guy gimmick and Daycrawler. I like gimmick's a solid name. Yeah. 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 Daycrawler, it's like you could probably work on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah guess guess who? He's a a uh <laughs> gimmicks the uh, the gambit, gambit. Type, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't I maybe I just missed the Marvel guy. What was their power? Uh they definitely have some psychic power, so it's a uh, Mar- Marvel girl. Yeah, it's almost like a hypnosis oh, okay. kind of thing that Got he does. It. Okay. It's Jean yeah, Grey. I wasn't quite sure. It's okay. Jean Grey's that, that was, yep. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, they were all like yeah, sorry, go ahead. I just could remember but, but we still uh, but, we still don't know yeah we still don't yeah. really know their yeah. deal like there's a lot of questions that they left on the table but like we first meet mm-hmm. them they're like fighting some bad guys they're fighting the hell's bells <laughs> <laughs> cyrus, which was all cyrus team <laughs> it was awesome it was, this fight is amazing so great and like they already have that like mutant synergy about them like combining yeah. powers uh that sort of thing that great thing about x-men um and then, like they they make it out of this whole battle, and then they're they're greeted by Pixie, Magma, and Maggot. Yep. Which, like, what a weird welcome wagon! Yeah, it's so bizarre. Right. <laughs> and like, they're they're basically like, "Hey, you know, you guys have a home at Krakoa," and they're like, "Yeah, like we still kind of have lives that we can't just walk away from." And they're like, "Well, you know, anytime you want a home, blah blah blah," and they kind of leave it at that. And then we cut back to uh, Moonbase Summers. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> Where they're just, uh, it's, you know, the core team arguing about whether or not they should just go get them. Yeah, should we yeah. kidnap these children for their own best interest? And Logan is, like, super grumpy. <laughs> very I mean, much wants to go kidnap those children yeah <laughs> like let's just go steal some babies at this point i mean what <laughs> what does the xavier school for gifted youngsters do except kidnap babies and then turn when them they into are in... soldiers yeah. <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> so we we also get like a, a little bit of like slice of life of what their like high school lives are like which is very typical high school stuff um there's there's some love triangle action there's some going love on. triangle action happening there's some uh there's some angst there's some you know like bullies who are like oh you guys want to go see a dazzler show you must like mutants and it's like well newsflash asshole we are mutants <laughs> but like you know <laughs> but then um they they kind of they take us a train to coney island where one of the gates is and like suit up in their in their uniforms, and then I'm not sure what happens. Like they they aren't able to go through the gate. Yeah, is is, is that what it is? They're not able they, to go through. They talk about it in one of the data pages in this issue. Is that if you are not a mutant and you try to go through the gate, you just walk through it. You just you are still oh, in Manhattan on I the see. other side of the gate. Like it physically doesn't. It's not like Kate where you n- run into it. You just go through it. Yeah, I, I was really confused as to what what happened because like yeah. Because why is all that vegetation yeah. under a bridge in Coney Island? I mean, Are you talking about not? the last page? Yeah. yeah. They do get I teleported somewhere, though. They get teleported somewhere, for sure. 
Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. they're all like would, weirded out by it. Where did all those trees on the beach come from? Yes. Oh, are they in Krakoa the, then? The digital copy has a different last yeah. page where it's more zoomed out, and you can clearly see they are not on Krakoa. Oh. But they oh. They're not on Krakoa, but they're, they're not, yeah, but they're definitely not on Coney Island anymore. Interesting. Uh, okay. yeah. Weird. So, it, yeah, because like, it looks like the portal like broke almost like the page before, like the glass yeah. breaking. It's almost like they went through, but it didn't go through the right way. Because oh. they talk about earlier, they have to want to go. Mm. That was a whole, that was like the whole conversation oh, between okay. the, the original X-Men. Like, they have to want to go. And then they decided, like, we should go talk to them because they're very clearly inspired by us, right? <laughs> like, no, I mean. <laughs> so, like, why don't we just try to relate to them and invite them in instead of kidnapping them, Logan, you grumpy old man. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think there's some doubt about, I think they got more curious than anything, but I don't know if, since all of them didn't want to go, that may have caused an issue with, like, with where they went. Interesting. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I wish I had that digital copy. That would have been way more obvious what happened. Yeah, I think I was also just very sleepy, so that's on me it for reading too, it wrong. But yeah, like something I, I didn't know exactly what happened. I'm like, they're not. Yeah, I mean, like I knew in, they weren't in Coney Island, Kansas. They're not anymore. in Kansas. Coney Island, Kansas. <laughs> my, my first, my first take was they just like were about to, and then decided not to. Mm. Right. But I didn't realize they they walked through into a different version of Coney Island because yeah. you still like the cyclone is still in the background. Right, yeah, but like there's so, yeah, the wherever they're walking towards now is completely different mm. uh, with all like the vegetation and things. Interesting. But they, it sounds like the, but their reaction makes it sound like they didn't make it. Yeah. Because they think like, oh, we're still here. But I don't think that's actually what happened. That, at least that's how I read it. But it was a little good cliffhanger. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No, I am, I am very interested. Lots they of questions. Seem really disappointed, at least. I, like, that's yeah. like, so. I appreciate the fact that they that this book um, isn't giving you all the answers, and that there is yeah. a, there's a mystery element to it. It's not just these are kids that like the X Men and mm-hmm. uh, have powers like them. It, there's yeah. like way more going on. It's way more dynamic. They also, than to that. build like five characters, and, and they quickly. did a really right, good yeah. job, yeah, of introducing those characters and giving them a voice and giving them a yeah. really good team dynamic, and, like, to do yeah. that and introduce the mystery is is very impressive, because, yeah, like, we've seen a lot of other X-Men books, like, ten other ongoing books that are just using pre-established characters, which is a different skill. This is a This is a very, like, specific skill, introducing a team and creating a plot and at launching the same them time. into this plot yeah yeah and you yeah, got yeah. a lot of that like i think it was a little bit of a bigger issue but you got a lot of it was done really well in that in that regard yeah, yeah i really like, like this. this and i've been i've been waiting for this for so long and <laughs> was not <laughs> yeah. disappointed oh we all have <laughs> well yeah, speaking good. of waiting for something for so long we finally have Inf- infinite frontier wonder woman 770 by Michael Conrad, Becky Cloonan, Travis Moore, and Tamara Bottle. What a masthead. Yeah. yeah I, it doesn't get much better that than that. It truly doesn't. And like I had I know the name Travis Moore, but I hadn't seen too much of his work and it, the art is just fucking gorgeous. And it's I'm definitely good. gonna be following his career his now. Work, I think his work on Nightwing got him famous. Oh, okay. okay. That makes sense. I, I haven't read too much Nightwing. I know that like the Tom King stuff is amazing and there's like a lot of Nightwing that I should have been reading. So that makes sense. Um, But yeah, no, ever since they announced that uh, Michael and Becky were going to be working on this book, I've been psyched about it because I'm just, I love following anything that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it did not disappoint. The issue is 770, but it might as well just be issue number one, uh, given that it right. is a Right, so perfect if you need a jumping on point. point. This is if you need a jumping on point, this is it. Yeah, this is it. Sure. Um, and essentially, Diana is dead, and she does not remember that she is Wonder Woman. She only knows that she is Diana, and she is in Asgard. Specifically, she's in Valhalla. She's in the afterlife. Um, so she meets uh, everyone's favorite hunk, Siegfried, <laughs> aka Siggy. Who everyone's I now favorite hunk. Oh my god! <laughs> the internet exploded. They are all in love I with just, him. It's amazing. I just love that we have a DC Asgard. Like that's great. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like the Thor and, and Asgard have have shown up in DC comics before, but this is definitely my favorite uh, iteration of it. Um, but yeah, it's just, so she wakes, she's essentially just thrown into battle, and she's like, who are we fighting? What's going on? Who are you? Who am I? What? And he's just like, oh, just kill him, have fun, we'll see you in the morning. She, um, yeah, this fucking and, guy's great. And she, yeah, she she jumps in front of an axe to save him immediately, because she's Diana, and gets her fucking head chopped off, and then wakes up in the halls of Valhalla, um, you know, drinking and celebrating, and drinks too much mead. Um, <laughs> drinks too much meat and wakes up next to Siggy naked, and she's like, "Uh, did we?" He's like, "No, no, no, I am a gentleman." It's like, "No, I'm a gentleman. When we do it, you're gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna feel different afterwards." Oh, god dang, he is such a hunk. Also, I want to point out, as of Twitter this afternoon, he is canonically pan. As of Twitter this afternoon, what a great timestamp. <laughs> Uh, and we you know, can put a pin in that one. Better put a pin in that one. <laughs> Confirmed by writer Michael Conrad. Uh, awesome. Siggy is our pan king. Uh, <laughs> we love him. That's um, so funny. But yeah, so essentially she's just kind of, explo- you know, after she wakes up and is um, mead hungover, uh, she starts exploring and uh, this little cute little squirrel with a horn on his head comes it's up. It's I so much. Yeah, See, so the mead crazy. hangover is a rough one. Has anyone ever, ever been through that? Portal before. I like that. I don't think I have. I like That's that rough. both books that feature Asgard are now featuring Ratatoska. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, he leads her to uh, Yggdrasil, and and Yggdrasil is dying. Not evidently. doing great. Not great. Um, <laughs> so essentially, he warns her about Ragnarok. More like a death. She's tree. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's like she's like, it seems pretty sturdy to me, and he's like, no, no, no. Um, it's shit's broken, and shit's it's wrong, broken, and we gotta fix shit's it. Broken. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's Ragnarok. So, uh, so she goes back to the battlefield and dies again. <laughs> she's like, I refuse to die this time. She's like stuck in it. this loop. Mm-hmm. I love right before that they're like, oh, Thor's here. We're gonna say he's like that thing and just pointing at like a troll. And it's like, no, the on top, mm-hmm. dummy. <laughs> Thor is just riding like a frost giant. Yeah, he was riding yeah. a frost giant so into good. battle. <laughs> She's like, what a show off. Uh, but yeah, so you know, she she falls again in battle, and she keeps having these um like recurring dreams where Some she's just like one or something is talking to her. Yeah, through and, the and- dream. And yeah. and basically, like, you don't belong here. You have to leave. You're going to get stuck. The longer you're here, the harder it will be to leave. And she's just like and trying what? to remind her who yeah, she like, is. Yeah, like you're a hero. You like you have to. Yeah, you have to be the well, hero. And she's like, it's oh, interesting because right. this is coming off of Infinite Frontier. That um, essentially, whole like the plot in Infinite Frontier is that she rejects godhood. She is. Yeah. Um, she was invited to the like the high the council of like the yeah, quintessence, the yeah. quintessence. Yeah. And no, and rejects stuck. it because well first the, the you know infant frontier if you didn't listen to last week's episode essentially the the issue is um 
she she feels like something is unfinished, so she is brought through all of the DC universe and sees the conflicts that everyone's going through, kind of setting up all the different plots. Um, and then she, she's like, "Well, I gotta go. I can't. I can't do this." And they're like, "We just showed you everything. Everything's under control. Everything has it." She's like, "Not that. I got my own shit to deal with." And then goes <laughs> off, and we don't really know where she goes. And essentially, it seems like she's playing valkyrie she goes to the infinite she goes she goes to the infinite frontier of afterlives and i am so excited like her and asgard is one thing and it's amazing and i hope that there are multiple issues of this but i really hope what the the plot is she's going through all of the afterlives afterlives and trying to get back to where she was um or to figure or Or, i don't even know where she's going at this point yeah and and you know to to fix all the broken shards of the you know multiverse in all the different afterlives like maybe there's a piece of these mythologies and afterlives that are broken that she has to help fix that's yeah Uh, there's definitely a mystery to be solved and it involves i hope multiple afterlives i think that'd be a really cool just seeing her you know she's always been so entrenched in greek mythology and to see her you know like kind of fish out of water but also very much belonging in any kind of pantheon yeah. um uh, is is awesome and uh, yeah rj and i were talking about it off mic where um the idea of just having a wonder woman in any um mythology like the way that we have yara in the like um uh south american like brazilian uh mythology mm-hmm. is a super cool concept so i think yeah. they might be kind of trying to explore that too uh, where what wherever there is godhood there is wonder woman's kind of a vibe Mm-hmm. Which I dig. One will one will rise up. Yeah, exactly. Wonders just, women. Uh, I'm just gonna <laughs> wait for the issue where she has her heart weighed against a feather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that probably. Um, but yeah, then essentially, uh, she goes back to the you know the meat the mead hall, and she's like, ah, uh, where's where's my boy? Where's Siggy? Uh, it's kind of weird. You you know, it's it's big, but it's not that big. It's not big enough to get lost. Um, so she goes out <laughs> looking for him, and he's still on the battlefield. And he just, you know, vaporizes into the mist. And uh, he's the lost soul because there's no Valkyries to, to rescue him. Because, the Valkyries have gone missing. Because the afterlife is breaking apart. Yeah, because yeah. of Ragnarok. So she's got she's to solve she gotta, Ragnarok. She's got she to put it back together, man. She's got to get Siggy. She gotta, yeah, need- well, yeah she, yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she missed her chance once, so she's got to get him back, you know? She needs, yes. Yeah. <laughs> The, the thirst traps are real in this issue. Hey, man. Yeah. What are you going to do? She will literally fix the afterlife. <laughs> and, like, at one point, like, she's talking to the Ratchas, and it's, it's like, you're like, where, are you, where do you have to be? It's the same battle every night. What are you talking about? She's like, I have a, it's, like, it's not a date. It's, um. <laughs> you said I would be there. Yeah. yeah. I told him I'd be there, but I, it's not a date. <laughs> it's like, I, me think the lady dost protest too much. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was sick. It's, I, I'm really excited to be really excited for Wonder Woman again. Um, yeah. This is yeah. A, it's yeah so like, and like we were saying before, great spot to jump in. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read Wonder Woman in a really long time, and. Honestly, if you read if you read Infinite Frontier Zero, like this is where you get that. That's your jump on point for a lot of these books that that are, totally. that are coming out, which is great. Yeah. It's a really effective thing way to do that. Yeah, it's great. All right, uh, so we have the Joker number one by James Tynan and Gillam March and Arif Prianto. Uh, we do indeed live in a society now. Freaking- <laughs> Freaking RJ bringing the spooky books this week. Yeah, <laughs> so spooky. <laughs> All the horror tinged big two. 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but uh, so this book is um going to be playing in a slightly different pocket than uh, Tynan's Batman. Um, mm-hmm. this book focuses, despite the name, mostly on Gordon. Um, because calling a book Jim Gordon number one doesn't sell nearly as well as calling it the right. Joker number Honestly, one. Honestly, I would have read it if it was called Jim Gordon number one. Of course, <laughs> yeah. you would have. But nine, the nine other people would. Uh, nine, the, the nine thousand other people wouldn't have. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. The, that's the ticket. You're the you're the you're that one dentist that doesn't recommend stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm that one dentist that's just like I don't think you should brush your teeth. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I don't know how. So you why got do to we be a even? Dentist. Why do we even ask that guy? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because if it's our because if results. this toothpaste is recommended by ten out of ten, no one's going to trust it. They yeah, bought the they, they it. bought the committee at that point. <laughs> mm, good point. Good point. That one guy is the lone bastion Fucking, of free. Yeah. You, you gotta. <laughs> You gotta keep your surveys uh, safe from big toothpaste. Oh, <laughs> from <yeah>. big paste. <laughs> big paste. Big, big paste. No, that's Elmer, man. He, th- that dude's scary. This all sounds oh, yeah. like a Joker Batman plot. Yeah, Elmer's sure actually does. a kaiju. You don't realize how big that guy is. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, we're way away from this. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah let's what? get back what to Joker. That? Anyway, I mean Jim. I mean Jim Gordon. <laughs> so this book, um, the beginning of it is a flashback of oh, Jim Gordon's, um, like. He he uh he just got promoted to Gotham after working in Chicago. I love how promoted is the right. term you use when it's pretty much like, oh, you were trying to fix us, so we're gonna promote you, quote right, unquote. He kept, and we're gonna ship your ass off to he Gotham. He kept busting corrupt cops, so they're yeah. like, you know what? Send him to Gotham. That will yeah, sort him fuck out. You. Yeah, this yeah. is literally why all cops are bastards because they get rid of the good ones. <laughs> this and is not going to be the first time I say this in this episode. And there it is. It's yeah. like the. I'm surprised we made it this far. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to the Antifa book. I yet. already said death to tyrants, motherfucker. So I don't know what else you want from me. Well, Grant Morrison said that. <laughs> yeah, I quoted but... Grant Morrison. Because <laughs> you've never said anything akin to that before, ever. Not once. <laughs> anyway, um, Gordon is like drinking at a bar, and there's this other. Uh, cop next to him, and he's he's like this old guy, kind of drunk, ranting. But um, Gordon's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave, and he's like, No, listen to me, goddammit. Uh, <laughs> so he tells this story, and he's like, Have you ever seen? Do you believe in true evil? And it's this story that um, it's this case he never solved of this guy who was like eating a 17 year old person's face, and it was like, Oh boy. Yeah, when he yeah. knocked the door down to try to save him, he offered the cop <laughs> a piece of face. And the dude... I w- no thanks, I'm full. So we're, we're three pages in, and I'm like, this book's gonna f- not make me sleep. No, I, no thanks, I'm trying uns- to quit. <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to... This yeah, shit I'm on a diet. Settling. I love the one line right out. It's like, there's the law, and then there's evil, Jim. And I was like, oh, that's what this book's gonna be. Right, yeah. And uh, the cop's <laughs> like, you know, if... Uh, Obeying the law is perfectly fine, but if you ever come across evil, shoot for the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then we get uh, Gordon. Uh, like he's there's this crazy shot of him going to bed, and the yep. Joker's like over. Uh, there's like a like 
Joker's like hands and face are like over his bed mantle. It's like it's like the classic killing joke pose where he has his hands in his hair. Right. But they, but but done by Gilliam Marsh, so it's like somehow even creepier yeah. than Brian Boland's. Yeah, they re- <laughs> they recreate a lot of those classic Joker poses in this issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you said, with that art, it's creepy as fuck. Well, especially because it is specifically Gordon specifically dealing with those demons, which most of them come from the killing joke directly. If one of right, your you know. if one of yeah, your fears correct. is wrinkles, I wouldn't read this book. <laughs> <laughs> wrinkles and non wrinkles and and or clowns. Yeah, yeah well, wrinkles. I mean, what about wrinkles the clown? Oh, there's definitely a clown called Wrinkles, isn't there? No, that's. Have you seen that documentary? Yeah. You should go watch that it's documentary. It's great, and then it's it gets great. really disappointing, but it's still pretty great. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> that sounds like a whole different society. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Uh, anyway, Gordon is like uh, trying to. Uh, he's talking about like how um, since he's quit, uh, the mayor who we or who's like Batman has been setting up. He tried to get uh, Gordon to work um, with the police department to be the Joker czar. <laughs> and um <laughs> I spoiler alert calling anyone a czar for of anything <laughs> doesn't work yeah, out well, well bro. I don't know. Nakano we don't we don't jury's out on Nakano. I don't I <laughs> I have a book about the Bolshevik revolution I'd like to <laughs> to lend you if Can you want to call anyone a fucking czar. Can we not do this again? Uh so then uh yeah, so he he's not gonna work with the GCPD. Um, and then Harvey uh calls him and asks if he wants to be private detectives together, which just painted a really funny like image in my mind of a mm. of a movie, like a buddy cop movie where they're just private private detectives. It's it's nice guys, but yeah. Russell Russell Crowe is Jim Gordon and and uh bumbling um Oh God! Ryan Gosling is somehow Harvey Bullock. I feel like they're just—they would just both be bad versions of Russell Crowe <laughs> in that movie. That—that's where it, why it ceases to be a buddy cop movie because it's just two people that are awful. Well, Gordon would just fuck like couldn't. Oh my God! It'd be hilarious. Grizzled and mad, and then corrupt, and but as they're going through this, like we were talking, about, like they're recreating these like iconic images of the Joker as like he goes. Oh yeah, he goes to his bathroom mirror and he sees yeah. the. the Camera, camera and he's Hawaiian same, shirt one yeah the Hawaiian shirt one and the, the same kind of one when he was sleeping above um his son's tombstone too I was like god yeah. damn and like at the mm-hmm. diner I'm like oh cool the, yeah it very unsettling like mm-hmm. reading this as Gordon's talking about like pretty much he sees the Joker everywhere yeah, yeah. and and he sees and he uh, goes to his son's grave and yeah. um talks about how the Joker drove him to death um yeah. mm-hmm. and his son's an interesting character uh snyder's black mirror is like a really good horror batman story that deals with uh gordon jr yeah i feel like we don't talk enough about jr we talk about you know barbara becoming paralyzed a lot but you know there's, there's another demon in this closet that we don't talk nearly enough about mm-hmm. um and then he leaves the the cemetery and gets pulled into a limo because of course because <laughs> nothing is simple in Gotham um, yeah, so this woman right. is like we need to talk about the Joker and he's like yep yeah, that sounds about right and doesn't even question it <laughs> yep sure mm-hmm. poor fucking guy can't escape it <laughs> right yeah so he follows her to the this 
mansion and um she basically sets the the premise of the book which is she mm-hmm. uh she has these photos of Joker um murdering a pilot of that was like a family friend or whatever and um she needs someone to track down the Joker and she feels like Gordon's um history with him will make uh you know the be- he's the best suitable target for that and uh Gordon's is like uh well what do I do when I find him or whatever and uh she's like no I don't uh if I just wanted him found I would have hired- went to the police I want him murdered and he's, like, <laughs> he's like I'm not a hitman what the hell yeah <laughs> she offers him like 25 million dollars um yeah <laughs> and he they they also talks about how he uh doesn't have like much more money to live in retirement except for like two years in his apartment mm-hmm. um so yeah, it's hard it's hard to turn down uh you know that kind of uh <laughs> retirement fund. right yeah that, especially with that person yeah yeah and, and yeah she's like uh i think that your you know personal connections would mean that you, do, do you really want to see him go to jail and break out over and over and over and over and over again? Or really, do you just want to be done with this? And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, you're right. He's, yeah, it's going to be an interesting read. Sometimes you just got to aim for the head. So then it yeah. goes yeah. to Belize where Joker is hiding out and he's in this house and there's just bodies everywhere. And he's super subtle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's holding a newspaper. And in the background is this woman that's like had her face smashed in. And it's like there's a hat over it. Um, and he's like, "Oh, now things are about to get interesting." So that's literally the only panel the Joker is in, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the this book that, and is he the looks Joker. full on deranged. Oh yeah, this like, book this is this book was Joker. so good. Yeah, it was great. This is yeah. probably one of my favorite books of the whole week. We talk a, week. we talk a lot about it with um, X Men and some other things, but using taking these huge established universes and realizing that they're that they can be vehicles and mediums for um different genres and like different stories not just um superhero punch things is mm-hmm. always really interesting and I I love um that he's so interested in you know taking that route and exploring that and it's it's really great to have uh like the Batman story which is also really good, but then just a kind of a different gear shift. Yeah. I like that we're getting a lot of that this week across the board, too. Yeah. Right. So Agreed. this is a good week for that kind of stuff. Well, it's great because these characters are amazing and deserve to, you know, be written with just more than, you know, surface level playground fights. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Um, the more we read it, the more we talk about like Tynan's Batman stuff. Like these characters, feel like I'm reading them for the first time. Yeah, in a, in a great way. Like oh, totally. this is like yeah. okay. Yep, we just came off a big run. King had his run. Now it's I, now it's Tynan's turn to shine, and he is. And the he is, he is. the whole <laughs> it's the awesome. whole office. We can uh, talk about more with Urban Legends too. But the whole office finally, like Bad Office, finally feels like DC uh, has something to challenge uh marvel's ex-bullpen like this yeah, feels totally. like um something unique and interesting and honestly with the the quality across most of it i mean some of it isn't out yet but um right the quality of the stuff that has come out it 
it, I just feel spoiled with it every week. Like it's it's so. I mean, this good. and X Men. How can right, we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. It's insane. The, these two eras for these books are going to be um, defining and iconic for the respective universes. I I feel it. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. Well, speaking of an iconic run for a oh, character, oh man. <laughs> Red Batman. <laughs> yeah, Red Batman. more or less. That's right. Um, <laughs> well, uh, Chip Zdarsky literally said that in his newsletter today. He's like, Red Batman versus Gray Batman versus other Red Batman. No, Chip Zdarsky is just writing a lot of Red Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so this is Daredevil 28 uh, by Chip Zdarsky, Marco Tuchetto, and um, Marcio Menes. Um, this is, we haven't talked about Daredevil in a while. This is our comeback after King and Black. Where I didn't read all of them, but I, I think <laughs> they do a really good job of of catching you up if you didn't read yeah, the last Matt two Murdoch issues. Gets infected, then also ends up killing a guard, but then getting rid of Venom by putting himself on the electric chair. <laughs> so he's had a rough couple days. That is, yeah, and and you know, rightfully so, they send him to therapy, which someone really should have done sooner. Yeah, right. We- yeah, like literally the. First time he decided to put on a devil costume and beat people up. <laughs> but that's a yeah, different he's been going to church, but he should have just been going to. Therapy. Yeah, that therapist is going to need a therapist after this. <laughs> right. So we yeah, have very three, very Rorschach style. So we have three distinct uh, storylines in this. So we're following Electra, who's taking up the mantle of Daredevil. We have Wilson, um, Fisk, um, and oh my god. Daredevil. His name is Daredevil. No, I'm drawing, I'm drawing a complete blank. Oh, um, um, uh, Typhoid Mary. Typhoid. Thank you. Oh my God. Typhoid, Typhoid Mary. Daredevil. Obviously Daredevil. Uh, Electra is like she kind of uh, rescued uh, uh, a girl um, during the King in Black, um, but like her, her, I think it was her mother or her, one of her, one of her parents. Her parents are dead. With, they died. She's an orphan. And now she, yeah, they're orphaned, and it's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, you know. I get it. You're sad, but like once your sadness turns to anger, come talk to me because I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> I can't deal with weak. I don't know. I can I can handle dealing with strong, but I can't protect like, you're allowed weak. To grieve. I'm cool with that. But when you're when you start getting mad, come talk to me because I I got you. Yeah, I'm meet like, me in that, the gym. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Wilson kind of takes a turn because Mary has this breakdown again after uh, Venom infected her. Um, she's like, because she was doing really well, and then he's like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna be Wilson Fisk again. I don't give yeah. a shit. I'm taking. I'm taking." I I I'm really love Kingpin how again, like <laughs> how like personally connected he is to Mary. Like very he, much so. Yeah, he has like deep, true feelings for her, mm-hmm. and it's yes. you know he doesn't have that often, and it feels very. And he's like gonna it's, move yeah. all of New York to make it right. Yeah, to, to protect ha- her. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like the kingpin is coming back yeah. quickly because he tried mm-hmm. to play this other game. He's like, I'm going to play mind game now. <laughs> so, Wesley, let's fucking do this. <laughs> then, we get to, then we get to the Daredevil storyline. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> so, basically, um, Kate, cannot remember her last name, but uh, the lawyer that he ended up I don't the think lawyer he dated in they the Mark, dated when he was in Mark San Wade Francisco run. in the Wade yeah. run, but got mind wiped. So I think she knows Daredevil. They have a relationship, but she doesn't know who Daredevil is. But she's basically like, why did you turn yourself in? We could have won this case. He's like, oh, I'm fine. He's like, no, physically you're fine, but mentally you are 
definitely no, not she's like, fine. I can definitely see you're not physically fine, but I can also see that you're not mentally you're definitely fine either. Not mentally fine, dude. Yeah. Same. So that's kind of the, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the theme here. Is Daredevil's convinced that he's fine? I'm fine. He has a couple run-ins with some inmates. Um, he ends up having lunch with this like kind of reject inmate, um, kind of an outcast kind of guy, and. Oh, you mean the outcast that murdered two people? Yeah, but he's still an outcast in prison. That's a different conversation. Um, Man, if you can't even make friends it? in prison. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. because he put half the people there, which was really well, interesting. And that's, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what I lead into. And then he gets called to his therapy session, and then he's he's talking to this um, to this therapist, and he's basically, no, I'm fine. I'm here because we live in a world that has laws, and I broke them. I'm not above it. Because we live in a um, society? Yeah, um, but yeah. basically she's and Casey, feel free to kick me off the soapbox. Oh yeah, this Dude, is don't. basically when she says, "Yeah, you're here because you want to, but also like you you chose to be. No one else here is." And this you were an equality here. tourist masquerading as someone who wants equality, but you were here because of your massive privilege. Well, and the other part was <laughs> this place isn't helping anybody, including you. Can I just, I'm just going to read the thing. The place is filled with people who've only known inequality and now are being helped by putting them in the most unequal place possible to remind them of that fact. Yeah. I'm supposed to prepare them to go back to the world where they live, uh, oh, well, while they live their days in a place bearing no resemblance to that world. And you, you, you chose, chose to, to be, be here. here. You're an inequality tourist under the cover that you want to be treated equally. I love Fuck. that this woman puts Matt Murdock, Daredevil, right in his place. Blam. Right in his All these place. years. Yeah. Because she even says it right before that. Like, you would be a psychotherapist dream, but honestly, I'm not in the mood. Oh, <laughs> like, dear. I'm sick of yeah. your shit. Yeah, it's like, you're so full of shit, basically. And it's kind of great. Your fucking privilege is showing, bro. I can't see your face. Therefore, um, your privilege is showing. So then they decide... We're going to meet twice a week because you need fucking therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm fine. She's like, I promise you, you're not. And then right after that, he hears a ruckus. Um, and it's the guy he sat down and ate lunch with getting uh, roughed up in the shower. Um, nervous Neil. Nervous Neil. Thank you. And fucking Daredevil just rolls in and just beats the hell out of these dudes. And as the guards walk in, he's just like sitting there with his hands on the back of his neck. They're all fucked, and the guards are like, uh, all right. <laughs> I'm still amazed that, kinda, that this guy's yeah. in prison, and he never takes off his, his mask. Well, oh, he does. Well, only well, to sleep. Only when he's sleeping, mm-hmm. yeah, because he's not supposed to. That was like the whole thing, because Daredevil's in prison, not Matt Murdock. Uh, which has to be so uncomfortable. I have trouble just keeping my like mask on because of COVID at work yeah, all day. Yeah. That shit sucks. Can you imagine yeah. wearing leather? All day, Especially every day, sh- like in the shower yeah. and shit? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's kinda, uh, also, I just want to correct you. Uh, his ex-girlfriend's name is Kirsten. Kirsten, sorry. Thank you. Just wanted a correction. Wrong West Coast character. <laughs> <laughs> um, I This is, again, I like this. They're starting to dig into the matt murdoch mentality like basically he's like i haven't slept since i've been here it's so fucking loud i so he's he's just completely on edge it's loud and tragic everything yeah. is awful at all times everyone he, is sobbing everyone is screaming everyone is having nightmares everyone is talking about how i am not to be protected by the guards <laughs> yeah so he, yeah the warden specifically yeah <laughs> 
So uh, he goes into, gets yeah. called into a therapy session quickly. Uh, he's like, oh, I thought we weren't meeting already. And basically the therapist tells him, yeah, your friend Neil died yesterday. He's like, what, what, do, you, what do you mean? He was fine. He's like, no, he, he, he killed himself. And he's like, has this breakdown. He's like, this wasn't Daredevil's fault. This was Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock prosecuted him and yeah. put him in jail. Yeah, because she's like, she's like, he's like, this is this is my fault. This is all my fault. She's like, you didn't. He was brought in by Spider Man, and then his internal monologue is like, because I prosecuted him as Matt Murdock, ah! and that's when and like, he finally admits that he's that he's not fine. That he yeah, he, he is he actually really not needs fine. help. <laughs> because here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> oh, I have so much. I we don't have time this for everything you, I yeah, have to is, say this about this. Is going to be a off. long one, you guys. <laughs> Yeah. Abolish prisons. Uh, that's this all I have had to a say. Lot. It, it had um, a lot. Yeah. It, it, the beauty of this is like, you know, this nervous Neil guy is a perfect example of somebody that needs to be in some kind of carceral state because he did murder two people. He murdered his neighbor and then subsequently his landlord when the, mur- when the landlord found out. But right. this prison isn't doing it, bro. Like prison well, is yeah, just, all it, it is did, a broken would, system yeah. that will break people more. It, it, it serves no purpose in a society that we actually want to re- rehabilitate anyone so like not only is daredevil dealing with the guilt of you know beating people up and putting them in prison he's also dealing with the guilt of prosecuting people that probably like you know by all intents and purposes deserve to be prosecuted but like this isn't the place this isn't the, the solution and he's learning that firsthand in a really serious way <laughs> like fuck um, so fuck. there's this other inmate that he has been talking to, but uh, they, I think they had, they had some run-ins and kind of teamed up during the King and Black stuff. But right now, like the, he's trying to really keep his distance from, from Daredevil. And then they kind of circle back and he's like, um, he sits down, you know, he's like heard about Neil sucks. He's like, we got to figure out, um, you know, <laughs> I figure you're a guy that's seen some shit. Cause right now you look like death. And he's like, no, and his internal monologue is no, I'm not okay. Or he starts saying it. And then he's like, I'm not okay. I know this, but even worse. And he says out loud, Marcus, I've been poisoned. It's like, so <laughs> on top of everything else, um, which, and right before that, I believe, um, right before that, Wilson Fisk declares that he's going to go kill Daredevil. <laughs> so Fisk is back on that trip, <laughs> trying oh to go God. get rid of Daredevil again. Is so he still the mayor? Yeah. Yes. Technically, he's. I think. I believe he's still the mayor. Yeah. It's been a wild it's a twenty-eight lot of issues of Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> um, this runs great. It's great. This is uh, one of my. F- this it just gets better so, with every so issue. Good. It feels it's like so good. It's it's you know like I've just been waiting. I think I've talked about this with previous issues, and I'm really not going to go into it. But we've been talking about how superhero books need to update themselves for the world that we live in. Where like mm-hmm. in a world where like. Black Lives Matter is such a thing that still needs to be solved. You can't just have like superheroes going into poor neighborhoods and beating people up. Like that's just not a thing that's going <laughs> right. to solve anything and we're realizing that more and more and you know, culture is one of the first steps in changing, you know, society. So like how the hell are these superheroes going to update where like the whole premise is punching criminals, but like what if we just prevent criminals from even happening in the first place you know like yeah, that kind of shit now they're digging into the whole what happens after they're you know what happens yeah what happens you, after you punch the criminals and yeah, put them behind bars they're doing that really really well with daredevil yeah nailing it like chip Zdarsky is fucking nailing it yeah it's great. um 
you know, so the, you know, moving on to shout Speaking outs. of Black Lives Matter. Speaking of prison <laughs> abolition. Oh, boy. Speaking of all of these What are things, we walking into? Oh, oh, <laughs> we are walking into the Antifa Super Soldier Cookbook by Matt Lubchansky. All right, I'm just uh, going to take a break real quick. No, no Adam, way. Uh, Adam, Casey, <laughs> you have the floor. <laughs> uh, this book is beautiful. It is essentially the entire thing is a massive satire on what if everything that the right wing thought was true about Antifa. Um, oh, that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also, right off the top, it's called Antifa. It is pronounced Antifa because it's anti-fascist. Uh, Antifa just pisses me off. It's a pet peeve. No, it's, it's a pet peeve I've had for... De- it's my <laughs> it's Antifa. Pe- it's my a- Auntie Tifa. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is a pet peeve I've had for decades. And uh, now just having to hear Donald Trump say Antifa over and over again just makes my blood boil even more than you can possibly imagine. Uh, yeah, that was definitely on purpose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it makes it sound like scarier, you know, like... And also, um, it's wrong. It and removes people- it from the origin of the word anti-fascist. Yeah, correct. It's also <laughs> because wrong if you hate anti-fascist, you, yeah. that makes you a yeah, fascist. Yeah, I, I love how they they made anti-fascism a boogeyman. Yeah, <laughs> it's impressive, actually. It's truly, truly impressive. Um, but yeah, essentially, we get a story of like a super cop who is just trying to do the right thing and. You know, never heard it. Never heard anyone, and is just trying to take down this evil left wing organization. And then we see Mark Mark or Max Marks, um, the nice. uh, who has been recruited into the uh, the shadowy the thirteen twelve shadowy leftist organization, and is um, being turned into the super soldier. Uh, <laughs> and like the augmentations that they give them is a. Uh, Left index finger dispenses concrete to clandestinely create deadly milkshake bricks. Eye camera with the ability to maliciously edit and post video on the fly with brain supercomputer. Left thigh contains frozen egg compartment for anti-police projectiles. Uh, Right index finger dispenses poison when serving cops at fast casual chains. (laughs) Concealed rocket boosters and wrists hit to hit the ground faster than normal to make cops look bad when they don't even touch you. And oh, chest man. compartment of false identity cards to disavow anti five captured. So nice. yeah, that's that's just a perfect distillation of how like spot on this whole thing is because it really just it nails it. So, like the 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 <laughs> at one point he goes to the 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 shadowy clandestine organization and it is um, Plucky, who you might recognize as Gritty. Gritty. <laughs> um, there is the billionaire bi- uh, mega donor Geller Pataki, who's clearly supposed to be George Soros. Uh, the president of Antifa, <laughs> who is just a brown person in a burka with a bunch of war <laughs> decorations. Uh, the Democratic Party, who's also wearing a beret, which I think is hysterical. Yeah, Matt Lipchansky is known for a lot of things. Holding back is not one of them. Not one of them. No, <laughs> neither am I. So it works out. Yeah. Um, and then. A person with a bag over their head and a question mark, and it just says, the real racist? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! Like, every page of this book is so good. And I also, like, there's so many little things that, like, unless you were Antifa, like, if you were just, like, a casual, like, liberal, it might not read as actual uh, satire, but, like, their whole goal, their entire goal is to take down statues. Because statues are the biggest threat 
<laughs> to leftists and it's their biggest goal that we could possibly imagine and it's just you know and it's not only is it pointing out how you know cops are the worst it's also pointing out how like yeah guys taking out statues isn't gonna actually help anything like it's all it's all just you know performative politics you guys like and the fact that that's the thing that pisses off the right the most is also just you know uh, baffling to me I, I, I had this this kind of wrestling match in my own mind of like there's a lot of people in my life i want to make read this book but i don't think they're gonna get out of it what i hope no. they get out of it no 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 that's, yeah that's, that's the, the thing you really need to they're just like, like see i told you yeah 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 <laughs> yeah um, they're I, taking his taking his all serious yeah yeah exactly <laughs> god damn it i knew um, it i also yeah. love that they 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 do it they do it you guys they abolish the police perfect and then they uh, replace it which, with the police too the police too <laughs> and Electric they move to the they move to a space station because they're like yeah we found that all incidents of um police brutality were uh located on earth <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> of course, uh, you just move yeah. from the Earth. Earth yeah. is the problem. Can't have Earth. You, you know. Earth you know what's brutality if it, you're not on Earth? You know what's really causing yeah. police brutality? Gravity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but then yeah. the, they like, yeah. just replace the police force with these like Judge Dread RoboCops. Oh, of course, sure, yeah. Of course. And also, like, yeah, there's one point where it's like, Com- Commissioner Bowman explained to me that they could tap into any phone conversation on Earth, courtesy of equipment provided by tech billionaire Mike Leckerstein and their new semi-private funding arrangement, keeping us safe with none of the baggage of the PCPD. And then the, the uh, reporter just goes, I don't have anything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. That, that was, that was one of my favorite parts of, of just like how the media treats these people, of just like throwing them softball questions and going like, well, that's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there's just so many i can't even you just gotta pick it's, it's a great book I, I can't even um yeah that's the whole reason we had to do it as a shout out because the, otherwise it would just be me reading every single page yeah we have we had to cut <laughs> her off we don't have time it's, it's yeah. a surprisingly quick read um yeah but matt is hysterically funny and yeah oh my god they they do such a good job of like portraying the vast difference between like the the people that want to paint antifa as like number one an organization at all and number two heavily armed and number three like dangerous in the way that the cops are and it's literally just like dudes on bicycles with soup cans versus literal like military yeah like like yeah they like they they there's a thing in the back where they they're like hey by the way um i you probably don't even know that like they're given like extra like weapons from the government and they don't have to disclose anything if it's just surplus yeah. weapons and it's just like cool 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 cool, cool. yeah like rocket launchers you know <laughs> yeah you whatever know, cop needs yeah. you need mm-hmm. yeah, that's what every suburban cop right. needs <laughs> yeah um yeah it's 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 hysterical informative brilliant uh everyone should pick it up it's great and um subscribe to the nib uh oh yeah because matt has daily almost daily comics that come out from yeah i think i think that they're a pretty driving force on um like aren't they like uh, executive editor or something Uh, it says it in their bio i I literally have it right here they're they're a big part of the nib i know i'm holding the book they are uh associate editor Ah, there it is yeah so um and and their uh, comics are just fucking hysterically funny and also if you uh, happen to pick up be gay do comics uh matt lipchansky was also a big portion of putting that together because i was also at the nip so yeah. very much the same vibe very much the same a cab aesthetic that's going on so yeah matt <laughs> lipchansky is a treasure 
Yeah, yeah, they really are. But moving along, because we got to right. move this show along. I've got uh, <laughs> Taskmaster number four by Jed McKay, Alessandro Vitti, and Guru EFX. So, <laughs> this book, man. Oh, it makes me laugh every time. Yeah, it's great. So, it continues to be great. Uh, so, this is just Taskmaster's final um, mission for Nick Fury. Uh, but it's the hardest one because he's got to infiltrate Wakanda. And um, his Oof. idea is to uh, <laughs> essentially fall down into Wakanda, uh, get captured, seek asylum, and then insult them to get Okoye to fight him. Brilliant. Foolproof. Yeah, I don't know what could go How wrong. How could this possibly go wrong? And uh, we get this like amazing fight sequence between uh, Taskmaster and Okoye where yeah. he starts out like flirting with her. He's like, is there, a, yeah. is there a Mr. General Okoye? And she's like, I can take it there's no Mr. or Miss Taskmaster. He's like, well, you know, when you put on a skull mask and kill people for money, it attracts all the wrong people. But sometimes that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I like there was a good oh, yeah. line like when he kicks her, uh, it's like, um, it's like, you're magnificent. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, I, <laughs> that kick should have shattered your sternum. I used it on Captain America once. You're magnificent. <laughs> I love it's like, it. Oh, all right. He's just it's immediately great. smitten. Yeah, he's smitten. This is a great fight too. It, it's, oh, it's, it's so awesome. Good. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, he, <laughs> and then they decide that, uh, so Nick Fury kind of like, plays the the part of like good. getting him transferred is like oh yeah we um we're extraditing you back to the united yeah, states we basically. can't think of a worse punishment for you than the than the american criminal justice system so it is a mood this week you yeah, guys true. there is a theme in comics this week yep um, i'm gonna say it's a it's a non-stop mood if you're anywhere in my vicinity yeah uh, if you've spent more than five minutes near casey you would understand and, yeah, i think i then, think i've been radicalized by casey you guys <laughs> you are, kill your bosses abolish prisons <laughs> she's just subliminally transmitting that at all times somehow just through into boss. our brains kill your boss kill your boss kill your, so, boss. Kill your so, boss hail satan money's fake hail satan <laughs> So it just God. ends with Taskmaster on a plane. He's like, oh, man, all right, I'm the, we're, we're done. Just give me a drink with an umbrella in it. I can't wait to go home. And then it's like, at home, and it's Widow over a bunch of weapons. Oh. <laughs> like, the last issue. Oh, man. Poor dude. I can't wait. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, <laughs> out of the frying pan, into the fire, man. Right. <laughs> dude can't catch a break so far. Shit won't stop. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, so next we've got uh, the second Gilliam March book this week, which is amazing. Uh, Carmen, number one, uh, which RJ mentioned was uh, an older book that he's been trying to get reprinted in the States for a while, which I thought was super interesting. Um, and the fact until we were talking about what we were putting together that I didn't even Oh, yeah, you didn't know. This was... This is the same artist as the Joker blew my mind. Yeah, a, a different colorist <laughs> changes the vibe very much so. Um, this is Gillian March doing his own coloring, whereas the other one, I forget, um, the colorist on, on Batman. And like the colorist is great on Batman, and it sets the vibe. The vibe is fucking creepy. This vibe is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, no, they're both great. I just, they were so This one is so soft and delicate. This one has way yeah. less and terrifying wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joker was straight up scary. Uh, scary and wrinkly. But yeah, essentially essentially this issue, um 
there's there's definitely a an interesting mystery going on here, but essentially what we got uh, is yeah, good a, luck with this. Yeah, a woman <laughs> committing suicide and being visited by what we can only assume is death. Um, or some it kind is a, of like reaper that's trying to move her along to the afterlife. Yeah, like, like some, something like that. Clear. It's it, she she is some kind of omen of explaining how this middle ground purgatory area works. Yeah. Um, and she is a skeleton lady with a with a lady head. Um, I, I she is hysterical. Like, I saw her as like wearing like a skeleton a Halloween costume slash. It's just an X-ray. <laughs> oh, it's definitely an X-ray because you watch the way she moves, and it moves in a three D way. Oh, like it is yeah. her skeleton. It was so yeah, it's cool. gorgeous. Which yeah. it also has to be so hard to draw over and over again. Oh my god! Like, oh, that's a good point. Do you think? Yeah, uh, the, an- the anatomy lesson in this book is insane. Do you think when you die, you can like you can choose like, do I want this sexy skeleton lady or this old bald guy I have to play chess against? <laughs> like what what death do you get also how do you pick truly maybe I mean, it depends on have... how you die maybe like how know, do you man. end up with like like you know with like grim from grim adventures of billy and mandy <laughs> like all these different reapers i just do you ju- you spin a giant wheel yeah. it's like oh i got the ingmar bergman this week i mean i have to study up on my chest but you know that might be the best one because you at least have a chance to prevent it yeah. I, I definitely want the Bill and Ted Bogus Journey version where we just play Twister. Yes. Um, <laughs> anywho, yeah, this book is fucking gorgeous, and it's essentially uh, the the girl who who slit her wrists, uh, learning, you know, how this world works, and not being able to touch anything, mm-hmm. and being invisible, and and flying because she has a dream where she flies. But what I really want to focus on in this book is how fucking gorgeous it is, and how incredible. The specifically the body autonomy is because this girl is butt naked, the, just ass for, out naked the entire, like the entire issue, issue yeah. the entire issue, and not once is that sexualized, and that doesn't happen in comics enough. Like she is, she's drawn like a human with like when she bends over, there are folds, it's and like, it is not. It, it's like impressive. It is like, tremendously how, impressive. Yeah, yeah. Like she's she's gorgeous in a. In a way that has so much body autonomy. Yeah, it's not like, it's not like sexy, but it's also not gross. No, no, it, it is it is there there is a way to to draw a sexy lady just what while still giving her body just autonomy. What a person would look right. like. Yeah, and, yeah, and um yeah. um RJ pointed me to um there's this artist named Megan Hetrick who does this really incredible blog and like really long drawn out like basically dissertation about how to give sexy women body autonomy in mm-hmm. comics and a lot of it is stuff you wouldn't even realize and coloring a lot of it like lighting a lot of it deals with agency yeah exactly and it okay. is agency and like and yeah this this girl is like sheepish because she's naked and like just public and she's like mm-hmm. dealing with the fact that invisibility exists but like you know <laughs> once she realizes that no one can see her she has a, a, like complete agency and that's kind of when you see the most of her nakedness, and it's gorgeous, you know? And, yeah, like, the way this is done is, is the, you know it's good because there's a behind-the-scenes, like, process shots in the yeah. back, as Adam said off you, mic. You know the art's um, good when there's process shots in the back. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm intrigued by the mystery, but I am definitely reading issue two just, just for this art. Like, that's, that's where and it's like- at. It's gorgeous. There is some humor like this. Uh, oh yeah, sexy skeleton lady was hilarious. <laughs> she 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 had like so many fart jokes. Like yeah, uh, to have art this pretty with fart jokes yeah. is truly astounding. It's got me. everything. The skeleton lady sees me for sure. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. just like kind of fucking with her too. Yeah, 
She's um, like, yeah, because she at one point she's like, oh, is this better? And then has like an actual skeleton face. And she's like, ah, she's like, yeah, you should have seen your face. It was great. Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, don't let anyone touch you. It's like, yeah, because their darkest, most deepest secrets would rush from the depths of their souls, taking possession of you and plunge you to a state of endless torment. I was like, Jesus, she's like, nah, just kidding. Well, that's a call to the void <laughs> if I've ever heard one. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah she's, just fucking, she's just <laughs> fucking with her. And it's kind of great. It's like, yeah, but it's like, yeah, you could just kind of do whatever you want. And just you just have to figure out how to like. And then she kind of ominously at the end says like, "Well, you know, you're on the clock, lady." And it's just like, "Oh, yeah." It's like, yeah who knows what? what that means? Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I have yeah, a feeling. Cool. I have a feeling she still has the choice to go back, but it, in a very finite amount of time. Mm, that'd be interesting. That's kind of the way that I read that, where it's just like you have to figure your shit out in his this purgatory and decide if you want to go to the afterlife or not. I was thinking maybe she had a way to pass on or she becomes some kind of corrupted version of herself or something. Mm, I could see that. That's something cool. like that maybe. Or yeah. like or maybe she could choose to be a sexy skeleton lady. Ooh. <laughs> if you have the choice to be a sexy or skeleton a guy lady, playing chess in the always park, choose that. I just realized that Casey's wearing a skeleton shirt. That's I, um, I didn't I even didn't do this that. on purpose. That's I didn't amazing. do this on purpose. That's funny. <laughs> Casey so just fancy. disappears. <laughs> <laughs> Did I actually die from those stomach cramps last night? And this is just my purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Casey died. going to be stuck on this episode about... for all eternity because <laughs> it's starting to feel that way. There's some pretty good comments. Casey died, but she yeah. just needed to scream about the prison system before she passed on. Since before she, one, yeah, that was one, her one more podcast. Yeah, that was her unfinished <laughs> business. <laughs> That's what I was my my say, unfinished yeah. business is abolishing the. <laughs> <price>. <laughs> Well, you'll be I, here forever. I, I can never yeah. leave. <laughs> so, good luck. <laughs> oh my god! So we got one more shout out here. One I know this is a long one. Of- Sorry, folks. Yeah, so long, it was a so great long. week of comics. Um, it was. So I'll make this one quick. Uh, the autumnal number five by Daniel Krauss at Chris Sheehan. I almost said Adam. Uh, Chris <laughs> Dude, I wish. Jason Wordy. Um, <laughs> Just again, bringing the creep factor this week. Holy book shit. scares so the poop out of me. Mm-hmm. So we kind of uh, our main character kind of gets confronted by like the bear of the town, basically saying like, essentially said, "Leave well enough alone." Like, yeah, stop. literally says, "Let sleeping dogs lie." Stop fucking around. Like, leave the town. Be you're not gonna like what you find. Type of one shit. of those um, meanings. Yeah, <laughs> I do like we. I think we pointed out uh, her her daughter has a finger gun t shirt, which is nice. Yep, that was awesome. I, love it. I thought that was really cool. Um, but we got to get to the point. <laughs> so, like, two things that really stuck out. She's like trying to settle into the town a little bit. I think she's finally feeling like she could be there. Um, her her boo thing uh, that she's been seeing with the tattoo removal, um, uh, comes up and is like staying with her. And then they fuck in the leaves, and I was immediately like, stop fucking in the leaves. Like, don't fuck in the Everyone keeps telling you stop going near the leaves. Like, Why don't do this. Would That's you? good advice. I don't care <sighs> if the if that lady that she brought home was on meth, cocaine, and heroin. I'm not fucking in the leaves if a person, <laughs> even if they're even if they're like on ten different drugs, tell me that the leaves are haunted. I don't care if it's fake as shit. I'm not doing anything in the leaves. <laughs> <laughs> also, the leaves have chiggers and dog poop, as we've previously established. Yes, we've established. Don't fuck in the leaves. Don't yeah, that's good advice. It's not even like they weren't near a bed. They they were like they were next to the right, house. Like they just <laughs> decided that was a that was a choice that there's there were other Bold. options. Bold yeah, they're like, you know I do we like should, their... know what we should do. We should fuck in the haunted leaves. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I was just like, that's like going to a house that someone says is haunted and just peeing on the floor. Like, why yeah, would you right. risk it? Or, like, or, it or even just using the bathroom in a haunted house. Right. Yeah. What if they're trying to keep the toilet clean for guests? <laughs> what what if there's a ghost sitting on the toilet in that moment and yeah. there you are. It's so rude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so right after that she checks her phone and the woman Carol who is the 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 town junkie who's kind of knows the story about the town Right, told her haunting, about Clementine. Told her about Clementine. She um she dies of an apparent overdose and I'm like, "No." The fucking leaves got her. Everyone knows. Oh, yeah. well, her oh, last yeah. scene is her like apologizing to a circle of leaves. So, gee, well, that, yeah. and she, yeah, and she was getting clean uh, with the right. help. Uh, you know, so it's she's like, no, no, she was clean. Like, yeah, of course she was. Like, no, fuck, fuck you guys. <laughs> also, um, the main character uh, screams, you know, fuck you, pig, to the cops, which is yes, she does. That is correct. Um, so at the end, basically, they go visit, they find out, they go visit the woman who sent flowers um, to her mom, who, who sent the flowers to the mom. And also who this is the woman that gave her the house because her mom left it to her. Oh. She's in the hospital. And then she gave the house to her. So they go visit and they talk and they basically oh, this, the, kind of the, the big they're talking and it's creepy. And the woman's just like getting this creepy vibe and kind and of like losing going, her memory and like confusing her for her mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. and basically saying like Trudy, like uh, her mom's like, why did you do this? She was chosen. So we basically find out the reason why, like, her, uh, Cat, I believe, Cat, right? Yes, the main character. She was one of the kids chosen by Clementine, Clementine. to be taken, and her mom shipped her out of town to protect her. And now. Right. And that was the cause of the roller rink fire that mm-hmm. Carol got caught in. Also the cause of her mom being awful to her. Yeah. And like right. distant. Yeah, exactly. she was like being a you bitch on purpose to, yeah, to keep her Also away. those photos yeah. that she found of like her mom like taking pictures of like leaves and everything. The like she was like moving and she stuff. was like yep. uh, invest trying like, to prove or, it. Like trying to um keep tabs on like the everything. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It so creepy. So fucking this, creepy. And then the, this, the old woman like fucking laughs and like becomes possessed. Yeah. yeah it was, and, then, and then leaves walk across the floor. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? I hate how much this, yeah. this book has made me scared of leaves. It's making me afraid of autumn. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, thank <laughs> God we're not, we just got out of there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank God it's Lord. not like October right now. Yeah. yeah. This, this I couldn't handle great, it. though. Okay. If you guys right. made it this far, you're welcome. I'm, I'm so sleepy. Thank you. And thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you for putting up with my, specifically my bullshit. I'm really on Yeah, my also yeah. sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah, Casey's all up in this. Uh. <laughs> so we got Batman Urban Legends number one as, uh, it's an anthology series, right? Yeah, it or, is. Yeah, so we got four, four stories four in stories. here. Four stories. The first story yes. uh, is about uh, Red Hood, and it is by Chip Zdarsky. Ed Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Marcus Toe, and Adriano Lucas. Uh, this is wow. a what a team. Awesome. What a what a good red Batman story this is. This is uh, Red this Batman is 2. Awesome Jason Todd. Dude. <laughs> red Batman 2 Electric Book. Bat Murdoch. Um, it's this is Bat I mean, Murdoch. I I'm not gonna say <laughs> God damn. Um I'm not gonna say I've read that much Jason Todd. But this is by far the best Jason Todd I have ever read. Even like, if you have read down. a lot of Jason Todd, this is 
maybe the best Jason Todd. Yeah, it is such is a awesome. good characterization. Like, so many times people are just like, ugh, he's an asshole, and he uses guns, and that's, like, his whole characterization. It's just like, fuck that guy. I don't like that character. And but, I love how they go into that specifically mm-hmm, in this yeah, story. There's, uh, there's a really good flashback scene where he finds Batman's, like, gun cave. Gun <laughs> cave. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, what the fuck? And Batman's like, I still need to know how to use his them. Super, I still need to be an expert on his them. His super cool yeah. showroom of shit that he hates. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like he needs to know how to dismantle them and stuff like that. It, but it's like yeah. if I had a whole room of Nazi memorabilia. <laughs> That's a little different, <laughs> but okay. Alternate universe where Batman's guns were murdered by parents. And he becomes gunman. <laughs> it's, like, it's like if I had a Bible collection. We could do this all day. You don't? (laughs) I I like that Jason, like, finds the thing, and he's like, oh, man, was he going to make me uh, Robin-shaped batarangs? This is so lame. Why can't you just call me Bat-Boy? It's like, yeah, because Bat-Boy is so much better. (laughs) Yeah, because that, yeah. Yeah, just wait a couple years. You'll definitely get a better name. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, this this issue or this story is really cool because um, the whole plot is him investigating this new drug that it's him and Bat. You're getting both sides. Yeah, of they're, they're yeah, they're both battery. investigating the same thing, and mm-hmm. it's clearly like some version of the Joker toxin, but it 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 gives you like idyllic dreams and like this dream state where, but like people are either number one being stuck in it. And then number two, dying because they don't realize what they're doing and where they are. And they don't feel pain or anything. I mean, they don't feel pain. So it's like jumping off rooftops thinking they're on roller coasters. Aside from the negative parts of this, like, you know, the the dying from it and being stuck in it, it sounds pretty fucking good. (laughs) I mean, Jason even (laughs) says that. Yeah. 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 Like, Um, but also, no. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Also, say no to drugs, kids, Uh, especially ones with Joker smiles on them. (laughs) <laughs> and this is where we get a couple cool moments like Jason's hot he, he's tracking this down and he finds like a potential dealer but then it's um a kid and his mom is just dead yeah I, well, she's comatose she's stuck I love when oh, he no, finds dead. her because he's like uh teenagers can find this stuff but you can't even find like one dealer he's like what are you doing yeah. and it's like you've never been the best detective as he like opens the door which is yeah, such well, a basically, great yeah. narration he tells the yep. kid she's 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 just asleep. It's like, oh no. And then he calls the cop, like basically. But then he goes to track down the father, but I liked his he immediately was drawn to the orphaned kid to oh, try to protect yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Uh but I, I thought that was and then they kind of cut back to um kind of another flashback with right, I think, as he was becoming Red Hood and Alfred and Batman talking, and Alfred was like, he doesn't need Batman. He needs fucking Bruce. He, he needs a fucking dad. Like he needs his dad. Stop he trying doesn't to punch need... him in the face. You, yeah. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. But then Batman's like, nope, he's killing people. I'm gonna go stop. Him. Like, well, maybe he wouldn't have killed people if you weren't an asshole. I love. Yeah, the, he yeah. just left him alone for ten goddamn minutes. I love yeah, the conversation the he has with Barbara because it's like his mom. The he's talking about the kid, and it's like his mom OD'd mm-hmm. on this drug, and he's alone. And she, like, goes, I, and then pauses, and it's, like, she realizes that, like, how hard this is hitting Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because she's just, like, what the hell? How'd you get this channel? I'm right. not supposed to be your oracle. And then she's just, like, okay, yeah, I'm your oracle. Yeah, like, I, got, yeah. I, got you. I, I like how I'm she's she's oracle there. for both. Like, like yeah. she's she's <laughs> helping out Jason Todd, but at the same it, time, like, she's in Batman's ear who's trying to track down Jason Todd. Yeah, I love the and they're, uh, yeah. A- and they're actively like not wanting to know what each other's 
doing um because like they don't do it the right way they both feel the same yeah. way yeah, <laughs> i love yeah. the uh the art in this the the way he uh Bar- like barrows's art the way um he does the cape and um yeah. the oh, yeah. color palette is like really cool. both sets of Batman movies smashed together like Burton and Schumacher combined. Yeah. <laughs> in a great way. Oh yeah, so good. So this is um, about the little tidbit we talked about a little bit. Batman figures out that this is a trace amount of um the scarecrows. It, it's like costume. a all uh, oh, it's that's like what it is. It wasn't, it's not the jo- yeah, but it's, it's not the, the Joker. Op- it's, it's I got it wrong. cranked up to 100. So another yeah. another tying um, into the turtle t- that scarecrow in. is not dead mm-hmm. yeah scarecrow exactly. is doing something yeah he's yeah. fucking stuff up man this the ending of the story fucked me up really bad yeah. you guys yeah this was it's, rough this was rough so essentially he he keeps the kid in the alley puts the mask on him and he's just like okay oh, this is adorable this was adorable oh, yeah so cute because he's just like you know hey if if you know anything if anybody creeps you out just say oracle i need help and you know you'll be helped and he's yeah. like okay can i be can i be batman he's like can i have can i have a superhero name he's just like i want to be the blue well, he's like what's your superhero name he's like red hood he's like i want to be the blue hood because i like blue and it's like, oh. <laughs> he's like all right i'll be right back you. blue hood cries <laughs> also the art like it's raining and it like hits the mask it looks like the kid's crying mm-hmm. oh yeah. man brutal yeah, yeah. and then so then oh, and then jason goes into the building and finds he's like i'm looking for was it andy or something he's yeah, like something like that yeah, yeah it's like i'm looking for this kid's dad i'm looking for andy and he's like he's like yeah you're, you know like you fucked up dude like your your wife uh od'd and i have your kid and he's you know he needs a dad and he's just <sighs> like Oh, this fucking guy. He's just like, ah, good, good riddance. Like, the bitch never shut up, and the kid never, you know, the kid was always a pain in my ass anyway. So, Jason does what any sane person would do and just shoots this guy. Like, empties a fucking clip into him. And then then he's like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that, but also, fuck that guy. Like, also, very valid reaction. Like, that is just immediately, like, it needs to be wiped off the face of the planet. Ugh. Yeah. So, yep, that's that's the story. Yeah, I love how the next (laughs) chapter is called Red Bats. (laughs) Just like the next Red Bats. It's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Red Batman. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Casey, you want to read off creators on this one? Yeah, so this one is um, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, New Roots by Stephanie Phillips, uh, you know, huge uh, character, creator on the show that we always talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Also, Laura Braga and Ivan Placencia? Placencia. Ah, this yeah. book was so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is ah! a, another one. I'm like, this is just sad. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so fucking it's all, adorable. It's the first date of Harley and Ivy where they went on a like a bank heist. It is so fucking cute. I love it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, 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 it's all um, it's all Harley having flashbacks to uh her relationship with Ivy and in like this greenhouse that they, in this that, greenhouse yeah. and like how they 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 built it up from the ground up and she's just like hey can't you just use your magic fingers and like you know make these <laughs> make these plants grow and she's like that's not the point like that doesn't. You know, like the the part of plants is about like nurturing the them, yeah, yeah, nurturing them and and like doing the work. And she's just like, <laughs> she's like, I could imagine a few good ways to make this afternoon. And she's like, oh, in your windows, and just oh my god, and like the way that she says, "I love you," is just <laughs> oh, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like at one point, like Harley gets like a like a thorn in her thumb and she's like, it hurts. She's like, I think you'll survive. She's like, you've literally been punch stabbed and shot sometimes all at once but a flower hurt you <laughs> you're a mess but i love you and then she's just like i'm sorry i didn't uh, she's like you love me and then they like ah! yeah so it was a very cute. nice moment so fucking cute um also uh rj do you do we know where pam is right now or is this because of um heroes in crisis uh it's because of um harley and ivy i think she went away okay she just okay. kind I of think went she away l- lost her memories and yeah because there was a thing with that in heroes in crisis where she was losing her memories and like left a flower for uh for harley to find yeah like as as like a kind of a goodbye thing so i I wasn't sure if that if anything had happened since then but now it looks like harley's trying to nurture the plant that ivy gave to her Mm -hmm. in this flashback which is adorable see the thing is sad this story um it's like harley in the in the current time um like you know trying to grieve and then uh the flashback of these different dates and moments and it builds up to um it's it's harley and ivy's this is the first canonical kiss in a comic of them oh damn oh wow yeah like this is fucking amazing yeah is that Uh, really the first canonical kiss well so this is a hot book you guys in harley in harley and ivy they I was like, yeah, um, I, my friend was reading it. And I was like, yeah, it was really good. Um, it's a shame that they weren't allowed to be a couple in it. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, nope, they're just written as, it's like, they might be written to be implied to be in a relationship, but they're just friends in that book. And they're like, no, you, no that's not true. And then they started flipping through it and they're like, oh, oh God, you're right. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, I'm glad that it's so, finally official and they're going to be a big part of the Pride uh, one I, shot that DC just announced. I could so be, I could be wrong. Can't un- and I, <laughs> can't undo I could that be one. wrong that this is their first kiss in a comic, but I'm almost 100% positive that uh, this is wow. like the first time that they've been written to be a couple uh, completely. Um, that's ooh, insane that's to me. That yeah. is... That is just like straight up stupid that DC didn't do this sooner. It's, I love that that's like such an organic, like, it's like, of course they're in love with each other. Jesus. Like, how did it take you years to finally admit that? <laughs> Anywho. Um, so but moving on to the next story, we've got The Outsiders and The Caretaker uh, by Brandon Thomas, Max Dunbar, and Luis Guerrero. Um, yeah, this is fun. Just, uh, you know, jumping back into uh, The Outsiders that we kind of got a little piece of in the, uh, I think it was like the backup story in one of the next Batmans. Yeah, it was um, part of one of the future state. Yeah, we have yeah, the some people state. on the run here. Yeah. Um, I was kind of sleepy during this one. Does anyone else uh, oh, want to take what, the... Um, Black Lightning, correct? Yeah, yeah, and Black Lightning Katana and... Katana uh, are on the run from this gang and they are able to control like organic matter. So they're able to control Metamorpho. Mm, and send them after him and basically at this point it's now black lightning in prison and basically like yo you like talking to someone is like are you ready are you good do you have your memories back he's like okay well this is gonna hurt sorry bud and he basically shocks the tower and it's metamorpho yeah the tower (laughs) the prison is metamorpho so that was pretty much it was a quicker it was one of the quick stories yeah this this story is all action it's just like a giant boat chase scene and it was really cool yeah so that's setting up Potentially, you know, another breakout thing. So, and then we have yeah. one more. Um, 
Which is a, the grifter story. The grifter story, which we also got the start of this. The same creative team was doing it in the, the backup stories in Next Batman. Uh, so glad this is continuing. So this is uh, Grifter in The Long Con by Matt Rosenberg, Ryan Benjamin, and Antonio Fabella. Um, He's yeah, basically the bodyguard for, of the Fox family. <laughs> working for Lucius Fox. It's yeah, great. And he sucks at it. <laughs> which I can't tell is intentional yet um, or not. Um He's he's one of those dudes that it's the it's like he fumbles into accidentally doing the right thing like every time. Yeah, and he just, has some run-ins with Batman here. Batman's basically I got my eye on you. Like I know you're into some shady shit, but like I, I'm watching you basically. Yeah, and he's like I'm not into shady shit. He's like you literally are named Grifter. <laughs> you just came from a <laughs> meeting with Penguin, and um, <laughs> and you're named Grifter. And Nora Freeze, like, you're into some shady shit, dude. I love, like, the, the banter back and forth between Grifter and Batman is great. Like, at one point, it's just like, what? what's your name? Like, I know your secret. I know your secret, Batman. And Batman's like, what? How? And he's like, yeah, I know I know you are under that mask. And he's like, no, you don't. You're lying. And he's like, Dave? You look like a Dave. <laughs> <laughs> just guessing. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like, so, it seems like part of the play here for Grifter is f- to steal something from Wayne Tech. And I think he's working with, um... What's her face? Fuck. Nora Freeze. No, not definitely not her. Um, <laughs> the lady, the lady, um, fuck, Slade guy, person. I cannot remember her name. The lady slave person. Slade. Rose? Slade. Oh. Yeah, because weren't they teaming up in the future? No, you're Jason thinking Hyde. you're thinking of Red Hood. Yeah, Red oh, Hood and Ravager had a little team confused. up. Never mind. Yeah. I don't think we know. <laughs> Just ignore me. I don't me. think we know who's... T- He's talking to. I thought that's well, who it was for some reason because essentially my we do know for sure that at that meeting with the penguin, he meets Nora Freeze, Mrs. Freeze, and the end of the story is Nora Freeze being dead she, as fuck. Yeah, she's sure real dead. Real I real like dead. how so, yeah. I don't think they're working together. She has not been back very long. Yeah, I like how she like came back and rebirth, and like it was kind of like just a small thing. But Mr. Freeze, like his whole character is ruined again. Like yeah, they right? they just like they just demolish that. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. <laughs> There's a lot oh of this book. God. It's worth picking up. This bad it's universe so that DC's doing is fantastic. It's a beefy it's boy. It's be and, it's a beefy boy. You yeah. get some bang for your buck. And thanks for hanging out. I know this was a long episode. We don't usually go this long. We try not to go this long. There was just so much phenomenal so books much. this week we could have done yeah. more honestly like this could have been a, a three-hour episode if we you know yeah we had a lot every of single book this week believe it or so not good. this is us showing restraint um yeah <laughs> yeah believe it or not this is me showing restraint <laughs> yeah this is you at like so. a three so uh what, what do we got this week let's uh let's bring it home um, ultra mega i'm so excited ultra mega apparently sword uh, and next yeah. like sword I was gonna say, RJ, what Xbooks are coming? Nightwing out? <laughs> and Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, nice, both nice. were awesome on the future state uh, side. Thor's coming out. Uh, TMNT, it looks Ooh. like. Hell yeah! Um, number two of Radiant Black. I think we talked about that. Uh, mm-hmm. The Superman Red and Blue. Oh Ooh. yeah, anthology stories coming out. I've heard there's a lot of big artists that are gonna be on that one, so that looks cool. Um, what else we got? Uh, Said Ultra Mega already. Ooh, the um, Justice League with Rom's backup story. I'm right. um, excited to, to read that. It'll be cool. Um, There's a few that I saw. The 
Oh, orcs number two. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I saw um, number one. There's a there's a new uh, James Stoko kung fu uh, book called uh, Orphan and the Five Beasts. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'm there's down with that. There's a book called Horror Comics Black and White. Not sure what that is, but maybe that'll be cool. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's neat. Uh, um, yeah, that seems to be everything I'm seeing. Well, that's everything that's mm-hmm. in your comic book store this week. Uh, tune in next week, and we'll talk about it when it's last week. I know that sounds confusing, but you know, you've listened to it this far. I think you know this shtick. So, um, yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. Um, consider joining our Patreon again. Uh, we've got a lot of cool Patreon exclusive content coming out. A lot of our voices are on it. So if you want more stuff with us, join our Patreon. You'll get some cool stuff and, uh, join our discord. I'm going to drop a link to our discord channel in the episode description. So you can bug us. Uh, and please, as always, support your local comic shop. Get out there, buy some comics, and we'll see you next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from Shortbox. Bye, everybody.